So another morning and more inspiration for another topic. Um, today, it's directionals. And that's kind of a pretty interesting little topic. Um, I think it's a little more expansive than most people might think. Um, and it's a pretty important, subtle piece when we're doing rope work um, is using something to keep the rope in the position where you want it. And that could be a moving rope or a stationary rope. So it doesn't just have to be a running rope, but we're trying to use something. And that something could be all kinds of things. It could be a natural feature, rock, tree. It could be ice um, or a piece of gear that we place. Or it can even be our body. Like sometimes at the top of a climb, you can't quite get the rope exactly where you want it relative to the anchor. You can use your body as a post, as a directional um, to keep that rope running and where you want to. So it could be also like a natural feature, like a little um, depression or a little cutout in the rock. So, so sometimes when we're building an anchor, like say a base managed climb, and we have extension from an anchor system over the edge, I'm always going to look for a place where my anchor line can set into a natural feature to help keep it positionally stable. Same thing if I'm, once again, belaying from the top, I'm going to look for a place on a natural um, feature to keep my rope positionally stable. Um, and I don't have to work any hard. I don't have to place any gear. So I always think about that stuff when I'm in these environments. But, you know, I think a lot of times people think about directionals, like when we're leading or even top roping, where there's a pretty big change in where the route goes. So I'm over more of a, like an up to a traversing move and we need a directional point to protect the person as they go vertically and get to the point on where the direction change and then go from there. And that's true. That's really important is trying to keep the rope over the climber in the fall line that you want them to be in. And sometimes it's pretty subtle. Uh, I think a lot of people don't always see the subtle direction change and fall line changes there are on, on a lot of routes where little like micro directionals actually help people um, from um, falling into a place that they don't want to fall into. So that's really what we're trying to do is trying to protect like people falling and then going into a spot that has more hazards. So maybe that is a corner system, right? So they could come in and hit a corner. Maybe you're on a kind of an arete um, you don't want them to fall off the other side of the ret. So all kinds of reasons why we don't want people to swing off. So maybe it's ice climbing. You don't want them to swing underneath some chandeliered, you know, curtain or something like that and knock a bunch of ice on themselves or people below them. So it's pretty important. Um, so when, as you're climbing, oftentimes you don't really feel and see those micro directional um, changes um, and fall line changes unless you actually are leading the route. Or you know the route super well. But a lot of times if you just set up a top rope, you might see the gross directional changes. Like, oh, I need to put a directional here, but you kind of miss the smaller ones. And I'm sure anybody who's done any guiding, roped guiding, has had a situation where you're like, ooh, don't fall right now. I wish I had a better directional. Um, so that's pretty important um, when we're thinking about that. That can even be important in a rappel. If you have kind of a long, diagonal rappel using some feature or gear to help um, – give you stability in the directional change that you need to do to get over to a place that's not just straight fall line from the anchor. So it actually can apply um, going down as well. You know, and I think a lot of times even we can apply this to like short roping context in the Alpine. I'm on some rock ridge. I'm going to flick my rope over um, a rock horn as a directional. 
to help the rope stay where I want to be and protect my client. So it's not just something that we do leading or building anchors in a top roping scenario or multi-pitch train. It's something we can do in the alpine environment as well. So, um, you know, it's used a lot in rescue at times. So we have like a directional change point to make um, the rope run in a different direction. So a lot of times when you're doing a rescue, you have to build these big haul systems. You don't always have a lot of cliff space from the edge of the cliff back to the anchors, but you have a lot of cliff space if you go parallel with the cliff. So if you do a directional change, right, and build the anchor and the haul system 90 degrees to where the actual load is, then you can have uh, more space to work oftentimes. So you have this directional change, which is kind of cool. So um, one thing that's really important to think about, though, with directional changes is the force on that directional and what you're placing for gear or building for a gear in that directional. Because remember, when it's a directional, it's going to take not just one direction of loading. It's kind of taking a vectoring of loading, right? Because you're pulling it off to the side that you're loading it off to the side. So it's not just a downward pull or a sideway pull. It has to be kind of float somewhere in between there. So the, the type of gear you place or what you're looking for for a directional is really important. So something that can be like omnidirectional, like a tree, most trees, or an ice screw, you know, or sometimes a rock feature is not, not always omnidirectional, but sometimes it can be, but it's usually more kind of directional for a couple different directions. That's super important. Versus like if you're going to place a nut, it better be a nut that's really can take that wide range of directional not just a straight down pull, but a wide range. Same thing with a cam. So really important to have a piece that can actually function well because once again, you're really relying on that piece. And if that piece fails, then everything you know is going to go bad after that or in some ways. So, But when we have directional change, the angle that the directional change um, is on the piece affects how much force that gets. So if you want to think about it in the context of counterbalance, if you have a base managed climb, right, which is a counterbalance scenario, the rope roughly runs up and around the anchor at 180 degrees. And once again, if you think back to mechanical advantage, that's the pulley effect. In that particular scenario, the anchor takes roughly twice the load, right? So if you have an angle of 60 degrees running through that directional change, the anchor point that it is going at that directional is going to take the full weight of the load. If you have more than 60 degrees, right, it's going to get increasingly larger amounts of the actual load. So, right, so between 60 and 180, we're going to go from the full load to roughly double the load. So when we go below 60 degrees, we're actually, it's more of, um, I think of it more, what's the word I was looking for? Oh, it's gone now. Um, more of a deflection point than an actual directional point is kind of how I think of it when we have these lower angles. So when you're below 60 degrees, that actual anchor point is going to take less than the load on the rope. So when you have a bigger angle change, that piece has to be pretty robust. So maybe if you're placing rock gear, you put a couple pieces there to really protect that, um, that directional change. You know, We're luckily oftentimes in ice climbing because ice climbing – if the ice is good, ice screws can take loading anywhere and they're quite strong. Um, but, you know, if you're thinking about ice climbing, and you're on a warm day and you're maybe top roping or doing whatever, you know, and you're worrying about ice screws, screws melting, um, you know, V-threads and directionals are really, really a um, good little trick because they're not going to melt out like an ice screw will. If you're saying you're just top roping, you're going to be there for a while. So kind of um, using stuff like that or a natural feature, if you can find it, like a tree with a extended runner or something like that. 
But directionals are, are super important. And, you know, they're not just about keeping an anchor line in position or a running rope that you're being, that's being belayed in position. Oftentimes, we will, I will use directionals to keep the rope safe. So maybe I'm going to put a directional in to keep the rope away from a sharp edge for example. Or maybe I'm going to put a directional in to keep the rope away from a little pile of loose rocks. I don't want them to knock the rocks down to the people below. Um, maybe I'll put a directional in to keep the rope off the wet ice and over on the dry ice. Hey, it's a really cold day, but there's a lot of water flowing in one spot, kind of where I want to climb. So I need to move the rope away from that. So I'll use directionals to do that. So it's not just about the person that we're trying to protect, but we're also trying to protect the rope in some way um, or other people below, like in that loose um, or like with icicles hanging down, like you don't want the rope to wrap around those icicles as you lead up something, so you put a directional in. So um, there's a lot of reasons why we might actually use directionals. I oftentimes use directionals at the top, say I'm multi-pitch climbing, or blank, lead up something to be at the top, and say my, my um, lead rope and my belay rope... Um, or I should say the rope going to the client and then the rope I'm belaying on, they're really close together and maybe kind of hitting me just because of the nature of where the anchor is versus where they're climbing. I might use a directional to pull the climber's rope just away from me, mostly just to make it more comfortable for me and sometimes just to keep the rope management better. So now I'm trying to belay rope in and stack rope. And if I just have the climber's rope kind of on top of everything, it's really hard to kind of belay rope effectively and stack rope effectively in, in maybe a smaller stance. So I might use a directional just for some cleanliness at an anchor. So it has nothing to do with protecting the person below me. It has to do with all about the comfort of me doing my job. You can do some stuff like if, you have, if you're doing split rope, for example, and you have people climbing at um, different pieces of um, terrain and they're coming into an anchor and there's a fairly wide split. Um, so that's usually where we kind of decide about using two plaquettes versus one plaquette to do that. Um, so one rope doesn't override the other one, but sometimes what you can do is actually use a directional where both ropes come into a directional point and then they go straight up into the plaquette. So you can just use one plaquette. It adds a lot of friction and you're already blending with a plaquette, which adds a lot of friction. So it's not my favorite thing to do, but you know, sometimes that is a legitimate thing. So directionals are a, a kind of a big deal. And I feel like a lot of people miss that piece of trying to set the rope up in a position where... It's going to protect whatever we're trying to protect, whether it's an anchor or whether it's the climber. And sometimes I feel like, you know, especially in easier terrain and blocky terrain, people don't understand that directional piece um, because their clients don't fall that much in that terrain because it's, it's easier, right? So if, if people were falling more in terrain that had kind of weird directionals and sometimes ledgier, right, I think people would have a better sense of trying to protect their clients as they're moving through that terrain. That's been my um, observation over the last several years. Like, oh, it's just the reason I'm not really good at this or seeing these pieces is because people aren't falling and then therefore falling in weird places, right? And remember, if you have like a, like a directional um, situation that you need to take care of, like say like there's an arete, you know, that you're climbing or a slab with an arete to it, you might need to have several pieces in a row that act as directional. So it's not just the one piece above. It's like, well, if they clean that directional you put in, what happens between that and the next piece? So sometimes I'll, when I lead a route, I don't necessarily place gear that are, is solely for me, but I'll place more gear for them as well. So I'm like, ooh, I don't really need a piece here, but I'm going to put another piece here because they need another point of directional 
um, stability in this sequence of movements in this particular piece of terrain. So it's something kind of like to, a subtle skill sometimes to start recognizing and working on, especially as you're leading, either single pitch or multi-pitch terrain, and trying to find ways where you can use those directionals um, and find other things, especially natural directionals that make your life really easy. Just like walk around one side of the tree and all of a sudden you have a directional versus trying to always build something. But oftentimes we need to build something to protect our rope and our clients.